Welcome to Raising Black Boys. I am your host, Thermon Duckworth, and I am really excited about today's topic, the bright future of black America, raising black boys to greatness. Beyond just the content, beyond just the fact that I have three black boys and I'm raising them in a way uh, that I'm hopeful and confident about their particular future, it really is amazing that there's so much positive information that is that is a that points toward a bright a very bright future for young black boys and young black men and most people don't know about it it's not talked about it's not on display and that's why i'm really excited about this about this episode and getting this information out out to out to people and so thank you for tuning in and i really do hope that you share this information um and i hope that it actually it also encourages you just to do some research and look up uh the things that i'm i'm going to present because again they're just not talked about and we've got to this is so critical we have got to begin to change the image of young black boys and black men and we have got to begin to encourage them with positive reflections and positive thoughts, positivity overall, but then also opportunity. So I'm going to jump right in and spit out some facts, give give you some information to lay the groundwork, the foundation for the reason of the title, Raising Black Boys to Greatness. Okay, so since the year 2000, since the year 2000, um, the incarceration rate, which I'm pretty confident that um, if you're listening to this podcast, there is not much debate. The incarceration rate of, of black men is astronomical, particularly when you think about the um, uh, the makeup of black men in the population at large. But here's the deal, though. Since the year 2000, the incarceration rate for 18 to 19 year olds has dropped by 72 percent for 20 to 24 year olds down 60 percent. 25 to 29 year olds down 59%. So the rate of incarceration has dropped dramatically. Teen birth between ages 15 and 19, that's down 63%. Our life expectancy, so now we're, you know, we're 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 going over the spectrum here obviously. Life expectancy has increased by 3 years. Higher education, when you talk about, you know, earning bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, PhDs. They have all increased bachelor's degrees by 80%, master's degrees, 50%. I mean, it is really, it's amazing the progress. And this is just from the year 2000. So we're talking about the last 20 years within a generation, okay? Um, the Federal Reserve, they released a report on on um, the confidence that people have in the economy and so forth. Um, and, and this is July, 2020, so... Yeah, the economy, it, it, it is what it is, okay? But earlier this year, when they, they released the report, um, 60%, 60% of at people of every education level, 60% of African Americans, of Black Americans, said that they were doing better financially than their parents. Better financially than their parents. This is, again, this information is not on display and it really should be. So when we talk about the bright future of black America, it is very bright. We are progressing and it is, it, it honestly is one of the greatest tragedies that this message is not 
put forth more often. Um, when you think about the last 200 years, 150 years, 100 years, past 50 years, you know, you're talking about, let's get, make it 60 years so we can get right smack dab in the middle of the civil rights movement in the, in the 60s, like kind of the, you know, where, where it was really on fire. And then you talk about, again, like I said, the last 20 years and then the last 10 years with or 12 years with President Obama. I mean, black Americans who were brought here as slaves and built this country. This country was built on our backs, on the backs of our ancestors. Right. For us to make the progress that we have made in such a short time, it's nothing short. It's nothing short of a sociological miracle, of a cultural miracle. And that message is not mainstream. That message is not put out there. There is a constant focus on the the negativity of the past. There's a constant focus on the challenges of the present. But we have overcome so much as a people and as a culture, we've overcome so much. And that is the message that I have to my boys, that your future is bright. Recognize the injustices of the past. Recognize the oppression of the present. But we're not going to live or dwell on that because you have a future that is so bright. And I want them to understand that. And I want them to grasp that and take a hold of that. And I want them to live that. So those are just that's just some pointing out some different pieces of information, you know, incarceration rate. Uh, teen birth, life expectancy, um, higher education, and as well as economic um, position, economic status. But this is the thing, though. You know, you have to remind your children are young, and, and, and they are. Uh, I've got a year-and-a-half-year-old. I've got a 7-year-old and a 12-year-old. And they're growing up in a time that is, um, that's very volatile. All right. Um, you know, at the very least, needless to say, it's a, it's very it's a very volatile time. But it's really, I'll, I'll think about, I'll say it this way: when you think about, think about, imagine if you will, you're on a mountain, and you need to scale this mountain, and there's a pathway that you can that you can follow, right? There's a pathway that you can follow, and this is the, this is my message to my boys, okay? There's a pathway that you can follow. Now, if you remain on that path, if you remain on that path, you will reach the top of the mountain. This pathway will get you to the top. This pathway is not easy. There are a lot of twists. There are a lot of turns. There will be, uh, I'm going to warn them of these things, right? There will be things that are going to be against you. And when I say things, being very specific, there are elements that are against you. Some of them are natural. There's there's rain, all right. Rain. When you go hiking, you're in the mountains. Rain sucks. Okay, so you got rain. There might be snow. Um, there's going to be mud. There's going to be rough terrain. Right. There are things that are just natural. There's the wind and you know things like that. There's the heat. There are things that are just natural elements. And then there are people. And dare I say, even systems, that will be against you. That will be in opposition of you. Not. Just a matter of, well, it makes it hard. It makes it difficult. And no, they actually want to see you fail. They want to see you fall off the path, right? It's not just, well, they're going to make it very competitive. No, they actually, their goal is to see you fail. 
That is true. But your responsibility is to simply stay on the path. That's what you have to do. Keep it simple. Stay on the path. Stay focused. Yes, well, there's this boulder. There's going to be some heavy lifting. You got to move this rock. You might have to just climb over the rock because the rock won't move. You're not strong enough to actually carry or lift it, but you can climb over it. You might need to go around it, but you remain on the path. And that is the message to my boys. Now, this is the, this is the interesting thing. When we talk about remaining on the path, as, as I talk about that, what does that look like? Well, it's this is not just you know pontificating on some abstract theory that i'm hoping will work out for them or something to that effect no not at all this is actually research driven and proven the brookings institute uh, which is a uh, a think tank they have determined this 100 year old um institution one 100 year old group who they study uh society they study sociological norms cultures and things like that um, what they have found that there are three things, three things that you need to do. And if you do these three things, when I say need to, I'm saying if you want to avoid poverty, if you do these three things, you're almost guaranteed to not be in poverty, right? Um, and you are, you are all but guaranteed to at least be in the middle class. Now, the way they define it, based on the study, they define the middle class as, as earning 55000 or more, Okay. So if you do these three things, you're almost guaranteed to never be in poverty, okay? And uh, you're all but guaranteed to, at the very least, be within the middle class, right? You want to know what those three things are? Graduate high school. Don't have a child before marriage. Don't go to jail. <laughs> those, are, those are the three. Graduate high school. Don't have a baby mama. And don't go to jail. We've already talked about the decrease in incarceration rates. We've already talked about economic opportunities. We've already talked about um, how higher education is um, is increasing. The graduation rates are increasing. So the, it, it fully explains why, if you look into the data, why there is such a strong black middle class. Because doing these doing these three things are not overly complicated. Again, Keep it simple. Stay on the path. It's not to say that there won't be things, there won't be people, that there won't be systems or institutions that are against you, but stay on the path and your future is bright. You will reach the summit. You will reach the top of this mountain and you will experience success. Now, of course, I, I do recognize and I do uh, explain and teach teach my boys that Again, there are people in systems. There are, there's racism, of course. Uh, the the elephant in the room, in, in the room, if you will, and in today's climate, it's not even an elephant in the room. I mean, it's it's being talked about everywhere. However, my message to my boys and how I deal with racism is 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 that yes, it exists. Yes, um, we wish it did not exist, but the reality is this. Racism is part of the human condition. It, it's, just, it's part of humanity. Prejudice, racism, that's part of humanity. I'm not saying that we need to accept it, but what I am saying is that we need to acknowledge that it is never going away. And so I'm not teaching my boys 
about racism so that they can fear it. I'm not teaching my boys racism so that they can be on the lookout for it around every corner. I am teaching my boys about racism because they need to be taught that there are people and institutions and systems that are out there that are against you because of the color of your skin. And you need to recognize that. Not because you need to have some type of fear of it. Because at the end of the day, it's just as Will Smith said this. He had a you know a little talk with this in the, in the movie um, After Earth. Not a good movie, my opinion. But um, uh, not his best work, let's say it that way. But... Um, but you know there were some good parts in it and whatnot. But you know, he had this he had this kind of this talk this this thing with his with his son in the movie, um, where he says fear is a choice, and it was, and it's just one hundred absolutely. I agree with this 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 whole little monologue that he has, where he says fear is a choice, and I'm paraphrasing a bit here, but it lives in our mind, it and it really does. That's the truth. Fear really is a choice. That's just the reality of it. Because fear, what it does is it presents a possible situation that does not yet exist and it may never exist. And so I don't teach my boys to fear racism, but just to acknowledge it, recognize it. I would describe it to them so that they can, so that when it happens, they see it. So that when they feel it, they recognize, oh, this is the feeling that daddy was talking about. But you don't fear racism. I'm not going to teach them to fear racism. Because the problem with fear, the problem with fear is it's okay to acknowledge it. But the problem is when you live by it, it. Yeah, it can keep you safe. Fear is a good thing. It can keep you safe, but it also can paralyze you when it comes to your progress. Fear can be paralyzing so that you don't move because I'm afraid of what could have happened. I'm not going to go for that job because I'm afraid that they will be racist and they're not going to accept me anyway. I'm afraid of this person or this or this situation. So I'm going to walk into it with this this fear, this meekness, this tim- this uh, timid attitude. No, no, that's not the, that is not the lesson that I believe is going to be productive, especially for young black boys. I believe that they should be taught to recognize it, to acknowledge it, but then to press on beyond it. And here, this, let's, let's put it, let's break it down in another way. I put my boys to bed and they say, daddy, can you close the closet? Why? Because I think there might be a monster in there. Now, I know that there's no monster in there. And I'm actually willing to bet my bottom dollar and take out a loan for a quarter that they know that there is no monster in there. But it's that fear that they have embraced that is now affecting them feeling comfortable sleeping with the door open. So what do I what am I to do as a father? Well, I'm going to empathize with them and I'm going to close the door because I'm going to teach them that no monsters in the closet do not exist. However, I'm still going to love them enough to acknowledge that fear, empathize with them and try to help them develop a, a, a confidence and to overcome that fear. Right. 
by closing the door initially, but then moving, progressing to a place where we're not closing the door and they're going to face what they, what that fear is, quote unquote. Because as Will Smith said in the movie, danger is very real. When you are in danger, that is a real thing. But fear is not. Fear is something that we create in our own minds. And I want to teach my boys that you are responsible for what is in your mind. No one can control what is in your mind. No one can control how you respond. That is up to you. So, you know, yes. Yeah, but daddy, he hit me first. Yep, he did hit you first. Did you hit him back? Well, yes, that's because I did stop. Did you hit him back? If the answer is yes, then that is on you. Why? Because he hit you, yes. Did you become robotic at that point? <laughs> I mean, did you lose all control? Is that what you're saying? That you had no self-control? Well, if you lost control, that is just what happened. You lost control. It's not that he was controlling you. So when you respond in this way, you are going to face the consequence of your response. I'm not worried about the systems, the institutions, or the people that are against you. What I'm worried about is how you are responding. How are you going to respond to the racism? How are you going to respond to the injustice? How are you going to respond to the bias? And at the end of the day, the best revenge is success. That is the best revenge that you can take. So, the, the fear, recognize it, acknowledge it, and dismiss it. Because you, you, you don't want that fear to, uh, to paralyze you to the point where you're not making the progress that you should be making simply because of that fear. Danger, recognize it, address it, and respond to it. But you remember, you are responsible for your response and the consequences that lie from or that come from that response you're responsible for those things it's not because of what they did no you are your own personal agent you have your own agency you have your own responsibility you are autonomous so whatever however you react i'm not i'm not uh, as concerned for what they did as much as i am for what you did move forward Make progress. Press on. Stay on the path. There's a bright future ahead for you. There's a bright future ahead for me because I want to retire. <laughs> I want you to take care of me. So um, that's the message to, to my boys. That's the bright future that they have and that I look forward to experiencing with them. Thank you for listening to this episode of Raising Black Boys. If you enjoyed this content, please Go to our Facebook page, Instagram page, YouTube channel, like, share, and subscribe. Share this episode and the information that you found helpful with your friends, with family, so that we can continue to grow this community and have productive conversations, even with differing perspectives, with one goal, and that is to raise the next generation of leaders for a better world.